Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have Alan and Travis with 600 Degrees. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having us, by the way. Yeah. Excited to chat with y'all about the newest, most awesome restaurant in downtown Winston-Salem with the largest outdoor patio downtown. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the sun uh, goes over the building around 2.30, and it's perfectly shaded through the evening. It's nice and cool. We still have umbrellas up. Um, yeah. We're working on some lighting and some got a lot of good stuff coming down and down the pipelines in the future. Yep. Yeah, the patio is sweet. We had it. We used it at Girls Night Out, and it was so nice because it was a hot day, and it was great on the patio. So yeah. that's you We'll guys be improving it right. on it every week. We're adding different things, different potted plants, different, different uh, plants. Lounges. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm Probably officially... some fire features for the winter. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. idea. So Innovation Quarter is where 600 Degrees is located in case you've been living under a rock and haven't been there yet. <laughs> so tell us what you can expect. If somebody has not visited yet, what can they expect when they visit 600 Degrees? The area is alive. I mean, I tell you, the center area is behind us. Mm-hmm. And so is a chip one of pizzas. And you go there any time of the day. It's like Wiseman is, you know, you go to Wiseman, it's just packed full of people. This is nothing but families and kids and scooters. Uh, they, they travel over to Black Mountain, and then they all enter through, the majority of them enter through our little alleyway in front of our building. So, you know, um, it's just the whole atmosphere at night, after everyone gets off work, it's just alive. Yeah. Um, so, they're, and given to the concerts they have on the weekend, and people will come sit on our patio and eat and, and chit chat and and then have cocktails and then sometimes get to watch some of the uh, events that go on the, on the park. It's just it's just a live spot. I mean, on Wednesdays, for instance, I've met a couple um, fathers and they take their kids and they all meet at Wednesday at three o'clock and play soccer. Their kids play soccer, so we in Bailey Park. Bailey Park, yeah. So we brought yeah. our kids up there a couple of times to hang out with them. So it's just you know. That's, that is typically. You see people doing yoga in the morning. You'll see, you know, it just depends on the weather, but it's just, this is the happening place right now. Yeah. So it was a no-brainer to pick that location, I'm, I'm guessing. Well, yes. Yeah, so when we picked the location at first, um, we were looking at the building to the right of us. It was the Wexford building. And, you know, it was right behind the first smokestack, and it's in, like, the patio. And I'm like, if I'm going to pay all this money for the square footage, we want to be right up front. Yeah. And, and I said, I don't want to be in the back, like, you know, incinerating and all that, because, you know, no one's going to see them, although I've been proven wrong now. There's a <laughs> lot of people back there now. But it doesn't matter. We wanted to be up front. We wanted the largest patio. We knew how big the patio was going to be. Uh, we knew a Coleman team through some through our broker and some other people we would be introduced to. And I said, this is, we want this location. Let's, and so we went and had a meeting with Coleman and said, um, pitch them our big six-foot all-wood grill and all local foods. And, mm-hmm. and, and he... Right then, shook his hand and was done. That's awesome. Um, and it's been it's been a great marriage, you know, for our my first restaurant. Yeah, he's already experienced a lot of it with, with Davy Tavern, but for my first experience, having a, a just a wonderful landlord and a building manager and maintenance team. I mean, it was like we're all a big family. Like mm-hmm. it was like we all are in the same boat, rowing in the same direction. Um, so it's. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to back up and talk about y'all's partnership. So you obviously have a culinary history. You have a restaurant ownership history and also insurance history. So tell us how this partnership came about. Well, um, it all kind of started, and a lot of people have heard this story. Um, Mac Parker uh, was my head chef at the time. 
and uh, he's back at Diamondback now. Um, one day he was acting all nervous, and I came in the kitchen, and sous chef and he were, you know, I was like, what's going on? And he said, well, Travis Myers is coming to eat with us tonight. I went, who's Travis Myers? <laughs> Why and, are you guys uh, so nervous? <laughs> he's like, well, he just won chef of the year. And I went, okay, well, he knows good food. So, and then come to find out he lived out well past the restaurant and he had two young kids and still has two young kids. Um, and, um, but still, I mean, I, that, I just would see him there two, three times a week, uh, which I still see other restaurateurs that own restaurants that live out in Davie County and close to us. They come at Davie Tavern all the time. And I've gotten to know those guys as well, but, um, and then, yeah, it just kind of blossomed from there. And, um, you know, he asked my opinion. He said, Alan, I, I want to show you this new idea I've got for downtown. And I was just shy downtown. I didn't know anything about downtown living in the burbs. For yeah, the last Davey's very different from downtown. 15 years. Yeah. So um, he showed me the plan with Ryan. And I was like, guys, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the market downtown. And But then, you know, we... We toured it a few times, and I was like, wow, okay. Well, But then, you know, over the years and with COVID, you know, it just, that's where we kind of delved into it. And uh, a lot of the people he, the, that he first approached that were going to back the project backed out. Mm. And that's when, you know, I said, you know what, I know you, I trust you, and uh, I like I like the whole concept. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how our partnership kind of started. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, we say this constantly to each other. We're the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just what he said earlier about who, okay, who is, who is Travis? So I, that's the same kind of person I am because I've said this, I think, on one of Tim's earlier podcast when I was in college. My roommate was uh, John George's son, and everyone kept coming up to me. Do you know who he is? I was like, I, I don't know who he is. I don't know. <laughs> he's just a nice guy. He's, he's a wonderful roommate. I don't, you know. <laughs> so we're very much kind of the same, you know, you know, we all put our shoes in the same way. Yeah. We all have one common goal at the end of the day. Whether we want to go his direction or my direction or even Ryan's direction, uh, Ryan Oberly, you know, it is it is the path of least resistance and it is the end result. Yeah. And with our experiences in each our, each different part of the market, meaning the market of the business, what we do, we trust and, and uh, work with each other on those things. So if I have a question about the finances or ordering or um, – Bills or any of the any of the behind the nut scenes, you know, I'll see him. If I have questions about the 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 regulars that we have or the hostesses and stuff like that in front of house, I'll go see Ryan. Mm-hmm. The same thing. We have a question about the kitchen, you know, or or we'll ask Jared, his chef over Davy Tavern. So it's like, yeah. Although we're two separate entities, you know, we share and work a lot. And I think by saying that, that's how the downtown market, the restaurant industry is. It yeah, it's very collaborative. Time, very yeah. collaborative. Um, you know, we all work with each other. We need some supplies, staffing. You know, and I said this from the beginning, even when I was with PCG and before, I still am, but, you know, like even when I was preaching that before COVID, all ships rise. Yeah. You know, it's different out in the county because you don't see that because you have mom and pop's places and you have nice restaurants here and there. In the city, like, we really are all together, we're in this together. So, like, even when we were at the very beginning of this nut trying to figure everything out, when all the equipment was coming in and we'd all stuff, we would partner with, 
people at the Catherine we would partner with uh, Adam Andrews is a very good friend of both of ours mm-hmm. and you know and, and they would help us Jeff Bacon you know they would give us insights and you know Opie before the Finnegan's was pushed down and like anything happened they would always come we'd always go to them they'd help us bounce ideas off and, and they still do we yeah. still, mm-hmm. if something comes up and it's new to us we'll say hey and then they'll come to us you know that's such a great thing I think all ships rise. I don't think other communities well I don't live in other communities but I'm proud of our community that our restaurant owners mm-hmm. specifically really mm-hmm. do have that collaboration um, and they are friends like that's not always the case for mm-hmm. um, y'all seem to really look at it as community over competition because these people that dine at 600 they probably also eat at jeffrey adams and they you know they support all these other yeah. restaurants you know, as well yeah and a lot of our clients do go, go to nobles you know and yep. um that's a lot of our clientele base and um i don't want to take anything from nick but if i need anything without a shadow of a deck nick nick will just you know here come here use this yeah so awesome. <clears throat> we are competitors but at the end of the day it's all about building this town up and if we can, we can build our foundation good. So when the second wing of Innovation Quarter comes in, the new restaurants come in. And there's enough, there's enough eaters in this town yeah. that yeah. you can all coexist. Yeah, exactly. And it seems to grow. So I, I really think this Innovation Quarter and the downtown revitalization is building something that we need here in the triad. Oh, yeah. You know, I think your location is... Mm-hmm spot on i think that was a great business decision to to open a restaurant there so i do have a question what is so far what has been the most popular dish that y'all have created at 600 south county water yeah <laughs> <laughs> no uh that's a that's a trick question and i'll i'll i'll, I'll slide into it. i mean i can tell you the items that we sell out what we call our yeah. franchise items <clears throat> and um but uh when I first did the ordering, you know, I was ordering a little bit of everything because I thought we need a little bit of everything. Now it's like all I buy is cucumbers. <laughs> and I've never, in pork belly, and I've never, in my I've ever worked at, okay, you buy a case of cucumbers, and then you use so many of them, then, you know, then you got to be in, in, really inventive how to use the rest of them, right? Because it only goes yeah. so many salads. I, all I buy is cucumbers now. <laughs> and, and, and carrots, too, you know, because, so our, well, I just mentioned our three popular dishes. One is um, our pork belly. It's Gentile's pork belly. Um, you know, a lot of it comes from Harmony Ridge Farms. Mm-hmm. Then we make our Gentile s- sauce in house. Our chef de cuisine, Brian, uh, gives a great recipe on that, works on that. And this is a simple appetizer. When we devised the menu, it was like we want to have a lot of shared plates so that you can come to the table and not be pretentious and feel like, well, I can't double dip. You know, like it's not, you know, we made items like that on purpose. Yeah. So like no like nachos or something like that. Like you don't feel, you don't feel if I just met this person for the first time on a business meeting, I can share this with them. Uh, yeah. And then the next one would be the cucumber dish. Um, when I was in Raleigh with the PCG, no, with, um, it wasn't PCG, it was, um, I was with Heidi Bibolo, but we were doing the um, um LA thing. But anyway, we went to one restaurant, couldn't go there, so we went to Five Star. And Five Star had us, and they had this beautiful fermented um, cucumbers. And, I, and I'm not a huge, you know, pickle person. I like the vinegar and stuff like that, just texture-wise. But... I said, this is fabulous. So then when me and Brian met, our, our chef de cuisine, I said, I want to do this, but I want to make it better. Yeah. We put chili crisps on there, and we cut the cucumbers a certain way. That's a lot better. And it just sells like hotcakes. Even for someone who doesn't, it's not even that spicy. It, it looks like it could be. Mm-hmm. It's just soy and chili crisp, and, and we just handle the carrots a certain, I mean, the uh, cucumbers a certain way. And then Brian came up with another dish. i got to give him credit for this. Um, was carrots. We did the carrots with the raw salad loop. Loop. 
um, um, seasoning, which is Moroccan for the spice blend of the people carry on the top shelf. Mm. It is outstanding. It, I mean, it is, I've heard great just, things about the carrots. And it's vegan. And yeah. it's, and it's a, so we try to do items that are doesn't seem like it's vegan, but it is. And mm. we have pistachio butter with it, and it's just pureed spadashes. And I know Tim is a huge peanut butter fan. Mm-hmm. He may, may turn him on to this. But, <laughs> and then some oh, more, I've, I've had it. Yeah. Uh, there's few things on that menu that I've not had. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and we have, uh, so we also just crushed pistachio, we do like variations of it. And then we do microgreens from, from Fair Share Farms, micro cilantro, and we do a piece too. And I thought that's just like carrots. But like every day I got to order like three or four boxes of carrots, you know. So that's funny. Now we're starting to come into our range, but those are the top three things. And then you want to get to dinner. Man, T- can we talk about the bread recipe? Isn't it your grandmother's so the recipe? Bread, that's another top seller. That, um, that bread, man. Oof. So it took us um, good. a while to re-engineer that one because back then it was made in a cold oven stove and they had different, obviously different Crisco. Different, oh, yeah. Cause, so yeah. everything is cooked in the 600-degree Susan wood Susan Peel is awesome. Yeah, She's our, a pastry chef. And uh, we work. I mean, I just remember before we opened – you know, hours and hours of just retrying these recipes that Travis. I thought we were going to fill. I thought we were going to fill up the light rolls. And oh I was my like, gosh! Just, <laughs> yeah, Brian had his hand in there, but Susan, our, our patient, and I, I want to mm-hmm. mention something about Susan on a side note. Perfectly, this our town. Like you go to Charlotte, all my friends in Charlotte are like, they all have pastry chefs in the restaurants, and they, 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 they that's all they do. And when I approached this, I said, when we have a restaurant, I'm going to have a pastry chef. I'm like Tim. I know. Tim Granetti does, and the other places do it, but they, everyone else has to work on lines somewhere else. Yeah. I said, how can I make this so that this pastry chef, whoever it is, can can do this? And even even when I was, because Al's like, man, you know, that's a that's a hard bite here. You know, we got to have him do something else. I said, let's let's just let's just try to go with it. And she does prep too. She helps. She owns a prep team also. But um, right now we're just so busy. This all she's doing is pastries and wow. these, this, this dough that she makes. But um, it worked out. I mean, it worked out. She she's a, she is just the best thing in the back of the house. That's she's awesome. probably got four or five people that does prep under her, so she just delegates it. And then that allows her time to make all the cookies, all the doughs, even special desserts. Brian will come up with an idea, and her working. And in the first piece of machine that we bought, I said, well, first piece of machine we got to have is an ice cream machine because everywhere I work, we never ice machine. And we bought a little custom machine, and it wasn't much. And that is a work force. I'm going to knock on some wood because I don't want to go back to work and not working, but we make so much ice cream. So and, y'all make your ice cream in-house? Yeah, absolutely. Huh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But so Susan is the key to that bread recipe. Uh, and the reason why it comes in a loaf pan, when my grandma and my grandmother, great-grandmother were living and they made it just as a necessity, they would take their, they made a lot of light rolls. They'd put it just in a regular cake pan, and, you know, and, and make light rolls. But um, then they would take them and they would smash the dough and they put them in loaf pans. And they would rise and they would bake them and that would be the lunch bread. Uh. Obviously the loaves were a little bit bigger the loaf pans that we have are just for the table. Yeah. That's how we had loaf bread back in the days. Oh. Now, when I say that, I meant my dad and my grandfather. I mean, obviously, we had sliced, you know, Marita when I was a kid. But um, <laughs> that was the stories that my dad, and I will say when we had our opening nights, and my mom and my stepdad and my dad and my stepmom and all our families came in, and they were at two separate tables, and then it was just a lot going on, so they just all moved. They just migrated. We have a very open, blended family. And um, <clears throat> I've witnessed it. Tim has been there. <laughs> and they all hang out together. So they had a great meal. And it really brought tears to my dad's eyes, my mom's eyes. Aww. It was like, you know, it took them back. It was, it was pretty nice. That's so cool. Bacon wrap pork uh, venison. Oh, Tim, Ooh, Tim yes. does this yep. one very oh, yeah. well. That's a good so one. What do they call Travis? What do we call them at the restaurant? Well, we call them bacon wrap uh, venison. Mm. 
And and the, when if you a lot of people know me outside of work and had these long time because like even like um, um John Kane would go camping with Kane. Okay, that's another whole podcast right there. <laughs> camping with Kane. Camping with Kane. That's a good one. So uh, and we would make these. My dad made these things called deer balls, and it was one yeah. of actually that's what we called them. <laughs> and that come from uh, it was an old duck recipe, and because people didn't like the flavor of duck, they would marinate and wrap it in bacon, water chestnut, whatnot. We just did deer meat, and we always had them. Every event, and Tim's witnessed them at many Christmas parties at my house. And I've always had them, and I always want to put them on the menu, but, like, I just can't call them deer balls. So yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we went back and forth over that. Like, can we call yeah. them this? Yeah. So. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see the regulars that knew me that had them before at the house, like, oh, those are the deer balls, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> You're like, we don't yeah. call them that here. It, <laughs> it didn't get to, like, a PC t- type of issue. It got to the point where I was like, well, Travis – People actually might think they're deer testicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so true. So, and then we moved to venison poppers, and then I thought that was great. And Alan said, "Well, where's the cheese?" And I'm just like, oh, "Why didn't I think yeah. of that?" Oh so yeah, it's, it's I gotta have popper. cheese and poppers. So then um, I just like, well, it's wrapped in bacon, so you know, uh, bacon wrapped venison. Yeah. And yeah. then it, it sells great. Anything that has bacon wrapped in the description, right? I'm on board for that. It's on the Woodfire <laughs> Grill too, so it adds to it. Yeah. Which we'll get to segue into the Woodfire Grill too. Why it's special? Why we chose it in a minute, but but this venison things that we do is it's like when we have a new employee in prep we make them do it because of the, it's the most tedious <laughs> there's no quick way to do it but then there's some guys that we have in our kitchen and girls that they just they just they just like to digress and just sit there and just do them and roll them because yeah. it's mindless mindless um and so jalapeno in there too jalapeno water mm. chestnut and venison yeah and it's oh not venison off the road by the way it's yeah so we buy it, yeah and and um what's the what's the jus that well so it's a it's just a marinade that we that we we, we make in house into like ponzu. Okay. So just, tell us about the wood fired grill. I want to I want to hear all about it. So, you know, so when when Ryan and I were sitting on writing on black napkins, I tell everyone you know because every restaurant starts off on a bar napkin somewhere. Unfortunately, we wrote on black napkins and we couldn't read it when we wrote the next day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was but, like, did you have a metallic sharpie with you? <laughs> no, no, no. So that was our problem number one. But we we you know we really wanted to. I really want to do is some kind of barbecue, open, live fit, pit grill kind of thing. But like, and, I'm, and I wasn't thinking, okay, barbecue sandwiches, but just something like open the wire feel. And then I got into all my connections, all my friends, and I ran across the grill works unit. And it was just like, that's it. And I was like, it's going to be too expensive. But like, if this is the feature of the restaurant, then, then we can we can cook everything off of it. Then that's we could that's what that's the driving force. Yeah. And when we designed the restaurant with Stitch. Um, you know, we wanted three major features before now. We wanted you to walk in the front door and see the live fire grill. Mm-hmm. We wanted you to be able to see an eat-in bar, an eat-in wet bar, like a full bar. And we wanted you to see the wine cellar, which now is our farm room. Love and, the wine cellar. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, the private room and a fireplace. We wanted all that to kind of work together so that you can just, um, as you walk through, and Ryan has made a very good point about this, it's a different experience at every seat. And yeah. we even have high tops. That people are like, I want to sit at a high top. And that's very uncommon in restaurants because they're like, oh, I feel awkward up here. But Alan and them worked on the chairs and got the right tables and um, all locally produced still. And it just, it's comfortable. It's, you know, it's for two people, really. But they get to see all the action, whether it's the, the park, the bar, or the, the, the staff cooking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they love that live fire grill. So it's a six-foot live fire grill. It's a hearth. Everything's soapstone. Um you know, so it's extremely hot working back there. I think Ooh, my, yeah. I think, I think my stomach cooks. I think, I mean, intestines cook every night. I cook <laughs> on it. But there's nothing, there's gas, no gas related, and everything off the building that we can cook on there will. We cook whole fish on there. 
We've cooked um, a lot of the prep items, like in our features, like in our house salad with the hearth onions. Mm-hmm. We actually put those onions in the coals. That's and awesome. The onions cook it, and then of course we tear off the outside so this, you know, it's clean. You know, everything basically flavor. touches the, the grill. It's, it's smoked on top of it. Peanuts. It's, it's around the side. Wow. Um, a little story before it gets too in depth here is, it, I, I'm a very in depth owner. Um, yeah. I am at Davy Tavern. I am here. And there were two Thursdays where I came in because we were short. And I came in at like 3, 30, 4 o'clock and started prepping and saw what they were doing back there. And I was like, Travis, holy cow, we need more prep people. Yeah. And then, you know, but then I just watched everything touch. I mean, just everything. It smoked on there, put into to the recipes. It's it's amazing. I think that what that what gives more depth of flavor to some of our dishes so and i, and I tell you i was i was shocked extremely on how much flavor you get off of it. everyone asked what kind of wood we use and we push as much as we can we got some local um people we get our wood from and wood hickory is harder to find depending on what mountain range you're in or what valley mm-hmm. but um we they source as much as we can when we have but most of it is what they call hardwood so it is a mix and people go like, that doesn't have any flavor i said that thing burns at 600 degrees celsius like you, you don't get a lot of like the, like if you do a low smoke heat with hickory, you're gonna get a huge hickory smell. This is just a I don't want to say campfire smell, but it is, is, is it is a blend of all these different types of wood together. Yeah. And here's a, a very good prime example of how it, how much it affects the flavor. So, I worked at River, River Birch for ten years, and we have a wood grill there, but it's an encased grill. So it's just a a, a, a grill, and it has um, stuff you cook on top, and then you open the doors and you put the put the wood in. Yeah. There's no gas all there too. And the salmon there is fabulous. Steaks over there were fabulous. Everything's great. Then when we made salmon here and put it on this grill, it is, and I'm saying nothing wrong. I love river birch and them. This part of the reason why I'm here today is because of working there. But the fact that this grill, this thing is all open and there's wood everywhere, there's coals everywhere. The taste of salmon is just infinitely better. Yeah. Something as as boring as some people think that salmon is, it it puts a more lacquer touch on it. And people ask, should I get I said, just, just try the salmon. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have other things like the duck. I haven't tried the salmon. I'll have to try the salmon. Next I don't know why. Just, it's, it is so. It is. It's something else to it. My wife loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Then so, again, my wife loves everything you make. So. <laughs> so we don't have a ton of time left, and I still have some other things, some oh, other questions I want to ask. I could talk to y'all all day, but I do want to talk about. Um, are you guys open for lunch? Because I feel like people may not know. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And what's so? What time do y'all open? Like eleven. So we're open 11 to, to 9, Monday through Thursday. And okay. then Friday, Saturday, we're open 11 to, to 10. Uh, we really want to do brunch, but we're just... Someday. Someday. Yeah. yeah. And the staff needs a break. And yeah. right now, it's sure. just, we're okay with it. But we love brunch. But we'll get there one day. So you are open on Mondays. Yes. I yes. know a lot of restaurants are not open on Mondays downtown. So that's good to know that if you're in need of a night out on Monday. It is. It is when I was part of our original plans, our business model with Alan and I and Brian is that we've got to be open on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, 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 every day our lunches are growing and growing and growing. We're doing more large parties during the day also. So, yeah. And tell us also about the, about the parking situation. I know in the evenings you have valet. Is that correct? Well, so yeah, Alan got us the valet on the weekends, which is great. On the weekends. Yeah. Um, during the week, it really depends on the time you come the day. The parking really is You get your small. husband to drop you off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it is small. The city did release for um, Front Street Capital, and then when they built this whole project and IQ and all them when they were in this, they released a bunch of uh, parking decks up on the um, the on the 4th Street, mm-hmm. one block behind us next to the train tracks in the Morris building. 
And like, I mean, I park there every day. If you go there during the day, it depends on whether the lady takes her lunch break or the other one comes in, you might be able to slip out without paying. But um, it's not that expensive. But if you come after night, if you come after 5 p.m., they leave at 7.30. So by the time you're done with dinner, Then there, you can just gone. leave. Yeah, so um, it depends oh, on the gym. The gym is at lunchtime is what really Well, no. sometimes you get really lucky and you get one of those parking spots right in front. <laughs> sometimes the meaner person's out there, sometimes they're not. I will tell you, though, if you don't have a electric vehicle, you do park in an electric parking spot. <laughs> My experience there. Don't, do it. don't, don't do, do it. Don't do it. He was, like, he was like, he parked an old truck there one day. He said, Alan, you park there all the time. You don't get a ticket. I said... <laughs> Travis, my car looks new and looks, looks electric. Like it Yours could is be a electric. truck, <laughs> yeah. older truck. Yours not electric. So. so I will say they've been once when they were doing a lot of construction, they didn't really care. But now that the construction is over with, they're out there a little more. But there's places to park. My staff find places to park. But yeah. as a customer, and this is something that I know Alan has been very um, proactive on, is figuring out this this nut because yeah. this is the hardest part of down there is parking. A lot of our Patrons do know the roundabout in there, but it's the new customers that we focus on and worry about. Sure. So we have a partnership. Tell them about the, the ballet that you worked out. So Hamilton over at Prime Parking has been a good partner with us. Um, we don't charge for valet parking. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Um, so it's three three nights a week okay. right now. Um, and, again, we are absorbing that cost right now for our patrons. Uh, and it's not that cheap. So, but... Um, there are, again, the parking garage right behind us is very convenient. I don't yeah. have y'all parked there. Oh yeah. It's really not yeah. bad. And I was going to say, I, I enjoy walking around yeah. downtown. I live close to downtown. So I think it's, it just adds the, to the ambiance. You take your little walk to yep. get to the restaurant. You walk back to your And car. the easiest thing is you can deal. park on the first floor. I've, I've never had to park on the second floor. And then yeah. you walk right down the coal pit and mm-hmm. you come around the front and it's a nice walk. It is a nice walk, yeah. My problem always is with that, that I eat a lot, <laughs> and I'm a big guy. Uh-huh. Walking down that hill is not a problem. <laughs> but getting back to Walking back up to the hill, that's the well, problem. If you go to 4th Street, that is. Yeah. That's how it used to yeah. come in. when I, when I, I But then I saw one of my hostesses. Is they go to the parking net to 5th Street. They just walk through the parking net to 5th Street. They come down to Centenary, and I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I'm getting you know a, yeah. a, a nice little gut here. I'm um, getting them my age, and I'm like, it's just one staircase. It's yeah. not that bad, and it's easy. Before I had to like zigzag. The one, the one thing I hate about parking the most, and it got me last night, is sometimes I'm in and out of building a lot, and sometimes I will park up front, like if I'm unlo- unloading something, and I will um, pull up front, and then I'm lucky I find a parking spot. Well, then at the end of the night when I leave. I walk all the way up, and I'm like, wow. and you, you had a good parking spot. And That's I was like, funny. I was like, and then I got to walk all the way down. And one time I did it like two times. Oh, my gosh. It was, it's, oh, know. no. When I deliver magazines, I just pull right up front, put my little flashers on. and I do that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and another one of my objections when he first brought this idea up, I said, parking, one, safety, two. You know, I, I wasn't aware of how clean the city had gotten down here. Oh, I yeah. wasn't aware it's, of all the, I feel so safe down here. the lighting and yeah. I mean, they have especially private, in, in that area. Correct. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is amazing how safe it is down here now. I mean, um, but things have changed so much in the last three years, oh, three yeah. years alone. Yeah. So, um, cause you know, we're, we're talking about putting these nice, really nice rattan lounges out in the, in our front. And Ooh. I said, Travis, I don't want to come here in the morning and see some vagrants sleeping on our nice furniture. Yeah. So, 
Um, we're still debating about that, but I think we'll be having some nice chase lounges and things out. Yeah, front. we're building a bar out there. I mean, so this oh, our landlord's nice. putting lights up for us. I mean, it's you know, it's a lot of stuff we had in our mind from the beginning. We just you can't tackle everything at yeah. once. You know? Oh yeah, you got to be patient. A, yeah, Rome was a bit of a night, but I will say that Alan was really worried about some of the some of the uh, the criminals that could be down there, and, and I was trying to be nice because I mean I was somewhat a little worried about it, but I was just trying to be overly. Ah, don't worry about it, man. Mm-hmm. There's it'd be fine. There's nothing going on, and then. Once they got done with the construction, it really has cleaned up a lot more. Because now oh, there's a lot yeah. more foot traffic down there. Um, we still haven't only lost but one piece of wood, maybe. About eight pieces of wood. People <laughs> steal wood? wood? No, we have a joke going on. Oh. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Well, before we wrap things up, I know you you guys wanted to shout out your amazing team. Incredible um, team. Yeah. Yes, incredible. So, you know, Ryan takes care of the front of the house. Amazing job. Um, he is the, the point person. Everyone, he knows everyone in town. I can forget names. I forget my own name sometimes. <laughs> he knows everyone, everyone's specialties. He's able to work with the front house managers to get them going. And, you know, he's good at making lists. And it's just great partnership. He's a good ying when I'm not, I'm not always on the floor. So he's good to have his face out there. Yeah. And then we have um, uh, Taylor. She, she's, she's great with the staff. She's you give her a to-do list or you give her a project, and she's almost too good because then she goes above and beyond. I'm like, whoa, whoa, we'll reel it back in, Taylor. You <laughs> too far. No, we uh, just promoted one of our hostesses, Nina, and um, she's taking over all the large parties because we're just they're just growing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and 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 we we have some verbiages that we're working on our, our website with large parties because people think that it's like a TJ Friday or something. Oh, I got ten people. Can we rent the room? I was like, well, it's on a Saturday. We usually get two turns. We have a minimum yet to meet, which is not uncommon. Every other restaurant oh does yeah, it. no, that's not uncommon. But at a lot all. of people think that it's oh, oh, I can still put you in this beautiful restaurant over here, and we still keep them. So we retain them. So, but it's just you know with that large parties that we have. I mean, we have visit Winston Salem coming next Tuesday. We have all of IT coming in. All the executives are IT coming in. That's fifty for visit Winston Salem. Have another fifty the Thursday after that. Wow. For um, IQ and all the executives. So it's like you know. And we can only fit the 40 people in our private dining room, but it depends on how we set the t- chairs up. If you want boardroom, it's 30. But if we keep it the way we set it near the, the restaurant, um, the normal restaurant, and it can sit up to 40, 45, 46. But um, so then that, in the back of the house, we have our um, our um, uh, chef to cuisine, which is Brian Gebhardt. He's the reason why we have all these wonderful Asian influences. Um, he's a well-traveled chef. Um, he's just been great to work for. And um, then we have our pastry chef, Susan. Mm-hmm. And like I said, she earlier mentioned her. She's just slaying it. Our desserts are all made in-house. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And then the rest of the staff, I mean, I have people that's worked for me for a long time. They're either on the streets or off the streets. And they've always worked at me different restaurants. And now they, one of them, you know, he's in his own apartment. He's looking at buying his first yeah. house. And, he, and this sounds crazy. He's older than me, but he bought his first Xbox the other day, and that just made <laughs> his life. So it's like this, you know, and that's, that's you know, kind of person I am more. That's my superpower is able to get all these people in the same direction, you know. Well, so we should all do things that we enjoy. Right. <laughs> and yeah. when you can afford to do that. Yes. Yeah. So life-changing. Um, our bartenders, we have so many excellent. We have Roberto. Mm-hmm. We have Aaron. Aaron's, you follow Aaron on Instagram. He takes beautiful photos. And he has a fantastic Let's cocktail see. book. Yeah. That he that yeah. his own stuff, and every time yeah. I'm in there, I say, "Can I see Aaron's book, please?" Yeah. Uh, yes, I'll take this beetle themed yeah. uh, <laughs> beverage, please. There you yeah. go. And, I uh, love it. And for our wine, you know, we have um, um, Julian. Julian. Uh, well, Jules, he's amazing. There's just he's, so many, so many, 
so many team members that that make this place awesome. Yeah, it takes it takes a village. It does line cooks, dishwashers, even our servers even help. We designed the restaurant so the kitchen staff has their own spot, and the servers have their own spot. Yeah, just for flow purposes only, and it works out really wonderful. The only bottleneck is at the dish pit, but um, I'll have servers come back and do dishes. Oh wow, that says a lot. It says a lot about the boss man. Yeah, well, they want to help each other. It says a lot about them. Yeah. You know, yeah. we hire good people and do their job. That's our motto. So one last thing I want to say before we close this up. All right. This is very important about our culture. Our culture is a huge part of this restaurant. And when we found this building, you know, and we've developed this culture in our process, but this is why we built this restaurant. If you walk into the restaurant, we're in the old power station. So it's it's, it's, it's the building is called 23-1 by the Reynolds. Mm-hmm. We've met a lot of foremans that worked there in the past and um what it is is this old craftsmanship the building was built a very long time ago and, it's, and you can look all we left all the graffiti on the wall we left all the nuts and bolts you can see we left i love anything. the old pictures yep. the old yeah. pictures alan worked on that that's a good deal this is a lot of before and afters but it's old craftsmanship mixed with new craftsmanship so we have all local chairs and tables uh, it was designed locally by stitch um sunnyside millworks did most of the, almost all the millwork in the restaurant um, except the bamboo floors, that was something we had to bring us a live product. Um, all steel work, the big fireplaces, the big steel doors, a lot of the stuff outside is all done with Viator. Even the people who did who who with our dish machine is local, super source, um, anything and everything. And then in the new part of it is that craftsmanship, new craftsmanship, and the LED lights, the water vapor fire system. Mm-hmm. Like so, there's all these new nuances, and the same thing is reflective in the kitchen. We're cooking off an old craftsmanship hearth. We're cooking off everything's cooking off coals. We cook right on the coals, and then we have new stuff mixed into it, like new ingredients of old recipes and new recipes, and we blended those together. So it's, the whole building is old craftsmanship and new craftsmanship. I love that. Yeah. That's a great culture. Well, it has been a pleasure talking with y'all today. I can I need to have you on for a round two. And then sure, absolutely. On for, mm-hmm. So make your reservation at 600 degrees if you haven't already, and if, if you have already, make another one. I'm sure they'd love to see you again. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media and online at Forsyth Mags on social and ForsythMags.com online. And then if you enjoyed this podcast or any of our podcasts, I would love it if you would leave us a rating or a review. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.